Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Ace is the best place to get all you need for a great looking yard this Labor Day weekend. Come in now and get top Scott's products for only $10 each after instant savings. Choose from Scott's Lawn Food, Easy Seed, Ortho Home Defense, Roundup Pump and Go, and more. All just $10 each. Hurry into your local Ace, where top Scott's products are $10 each after instant savings. Through Monday only. Valid on select items and sizes for Ace Rewards members. Limit 2. See participating store for details. Feed. Me. More. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here with the one, Pat Buck. Happy to be here. Took us a little while to get this podcast up and off the ground, trying to sink it from uh, from uh, coast to coast. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Pat Buck. I think I already said that, but uh, we wanted to get some plugs out of the way and be professional on this podcast, so I think you wanted to... Do you want to start with that, or should I go? Yeah. No, I think it was, uh, you know... I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, first of all, got to spend some quality time with their friends and families and uh, have some good food and some drinks and uh, enjoy the holiday season for what it's the most important reason, you know, is just enjoying your loved ones more than anything, no matter what your beliefs or anything. So uh, first things first, though, business wise, uh, feedmemore.com. I am proud to say Feed Me More Nutrition pre-orders are now available at I'll pump you up.com at a special discounted price uh, and launching January 6, 2017, which is a Friday on feedmemore.com. But check out I'll pump you up.com. They have special discounted pricing for pre-orders on Feed Me More Nutrition right now. Also, wake up. It's feeding time. A professional athlete's advice on how to succeed in the game of life by the big guy, Ryback Reeves. Available 1-6-2017, which is again Friday, on Amazon. Appearance-wise, Saturday, January 21st, in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, PPW Shell-Shocked. 5 p.m. meet and greet, 7 p.m. bell time. Come on out if you're in the area and see the big guy Ryback. Sunday, January 22nd, a personal favorite of mine, Destiny World Wrestling, Ryback versus Moose. Battle of the Big Boys, and uh, 7.30 p.m. bell time. And that's in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, which is right near Toronto, or in Toronto, I believe, or near, nearby. But, uh, yeah, that takes care of everything for the big guy. Yeah, it was pretty professional. Well done. I saw you reading your little manuscript, and uh, congratulations I, on, a, uh, on a new future business endeavor. Uh, this is as close to a teleprompter as I'm going to get these <laughs> days. <It's... laughs> All right, let me plug my shit. I'm a carny wrestler promoter, WrestlePro Online, January 7th. I got a little show up here in Union, New Jersey. Uh, I think we got uh, Swaggle on the show, a uh, bunch of uh, my regular talents, which are all good people. Uh, Leo Rush is going to debut. I think Matt Stryker will be in the house and all my WrestlePro regulars. CreativeProWrestling.com if you want to be trained to be a wrestler. Or you want to come to our event, January 20th, Hicksville, New York, 
And I believe you'll be back with us at WrestlePro February 10th at Starland Ballroom when it'll be uh, the other co-host of this show uh, versus Brian Cage. We're hoping for a sellout there. Sure to be a real slobber knocker, as uh, old JR would say. So you can get your tickets. You match. <laughs> get your tickets Sorry, at starlandballroom.com or wrestleproonline.com. And you can also check out wrestlecon.com, which you're actually going to be on this as well, March 30th. That's a Thursday of WrestleMania weekend. You can come see a show that night, Ryback versus Colt Cabana. A whole huge, a lot of people are going to be at this event. I just check out too many to name here, but go to wrestlecon.com. And then the, the, the convention will be Friday and Saturday. All right, we're off and running. I'm done. I'm going to beat the shit out of Colt Cabana that show. I'm so pissed <laughs> off over the, that whole CM Punk debacle and him and his podcast. Now we're, you know, being rivals in the podcast, podcast industry. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to fucking lose it on that one. He's really stealing your shit and is trying to fucking, <laughs> he's trying to take your steam being a good podcast person. We'll feed the, the dirt sheet some more info right there. There's a little more dirt. Uh, so uh, I had this idea to do like 10 minutes. Sometimes we kind of sit around, don't really know what to talk about. So I'm going to set a little timer here and just I put out a little thing for I feel uh, like we always know what we're going to talk about. Do we? I mean, sometimes it's it, we do. Um, I'll put out a little I gimmick mean, it's called conversation with the big guy. Yeah, it's, it's pretty free flowing. I mean, I've, I've had a lot, a lot of fun the last episodes, but I asked a bunch of people what kind of questions, you know, we're recording tonight and some were good and some were horrible. But I think it's best if I catch you off guard. And just kind of ask the questions, and we can both kind of chime in with our answers. So, throwing me a real curveball here, Buck. You know, I like to usually read through the questions so that I could answer the best <laughs> ones and put and put myself over inconveniently or conveniently, I should say. And uh, now this way is, uh, whew. well, this one's from. If I don't have this one's from. Nick. I like to write. I like to write. I like to write out my answers well beforehand <laughs> and read them. <laughs> this one doesn't have a picture. It's from Nikki Shannon three two six, and she asks, "Would Ooh. Ryback ever get married, and what type of girl? Do you both want kids? Dated anyone with kids, and would you?" That was that's the first amazing question we've got for this this podcast. So uh, obviously, I, I would like to settle down and, and find the right one. You know, we've talked about the big guy looking for love. Uh, I just moved a piece of paper, by the way, and underneath it, I just, before we started this podcast, I ripped off one of the calluses on my hands. Uh. I just, just found the two calluses under my paper of, of plugs of my teleprompter paper. Um, but back onto the topic of love, um, you know, I would like to eventually settle down and, uh, have children. That was, uh, you know, one of the big reasons of me coming off of uh, the testosterone replacement therapy uh, and in creating the big guy testosterone booster was to raise my natural testosterone levels so that I am uh, fully capable of having, of reproducing and having kids. So um, that is on the goal board, that is on the agenda, but again, uh, not settling and, and looking it's something that'll happen, and uh, you can't rush the process. You can't like go on dates and say, "Oh, I'm going to fall in love with this one." It, you, it has to happen naturally. So, um, and also, I, I have dated a woman with kids before with Miss Jackie. Oh and, yeah, uh, over in Louisville days, and uh, you know she had a little daughter that I'd raised. And um, at this point in time, I, I never say never, but it's like. I'm kind of. I would like to have my own family, mm-hmm. and uh, but but you never know. It's dependent on the person and whatnot. So. Well, next question. 
You you guys, uh, what is your str- strongest lifts in the gym? Squat, dead, bench press, and your favorite Mark for Life catchphrase. Also, Ryback, can you call me a fucking Mark? Please say, I guess his name is Pio, Peter. I think he's Russian, though. They say Pio. Pio, you're a fucking Mark. Well, first things first. The big guy's not a monkey, and I don't dance for people that ask me to dance. Uh, but to answer your question, I, I can't tell you how many times someone, people like, oh, come on, dude, give me a feed me more. And like they just like just expect you, and there's people all around, and you're in a social setting, uh. and they expect you just to scream. Like, what, am I going to fucking scream and look like an idiot to the, to the other regular normal people that don't watch fake fighting for a living? <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, I, so I don't keep track of any of my lifts. Ever since I've gotten into wrestling, I, I used to – I remember in high school, my, my uh, sophomore year at Western High School, I'm on the wall for um, – which I was one of the only sophomores in, in that school's history, I believe. I was either a freshman or a sophomore. I can't – but I made the wall of, like, the, the big four lifts. Okay. Of, like, whatever the, the totals were, and it was in the thousands. Um, and not, like – Each? 2,000. Yeah, no, 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 like total, yeah, just like the the bench press, squat, uh, I think seated military press, and there was one other lift in there, and I can't remember, I don't think, I don't think it was deadlifts, it might have been though, but um, I've always just been strong, and I've, one of the things I've, now I'm focusing on lifting properly, and actually, and truly, you know, getting my hips to fire the way they should on certain movements and whatnot, and I was just telling you before, actually, and this has nothing to do with the question, but I've been this guy Andrew Locke. I found him online, a back and shoulder specialist. I talked about my back and shoulder killing me, you know, recently, and like what a difference like ten days makes. I feel like a whole new person. This guy's given me all these exercises and all these like little things for your stabilizing muscles and um, things that are very easy to neglect with normal weight training. And this guy's been around for like thirty something years, and he, he's one of the top people in his industry and hasn't charged me a dollar the best part like hmm. and i i am so taken back that this man responded to a, a, a email that i'd written to him asking for him for his help on what i can do to help my body feel better and um he's amazing and, and i feel great and and i think i'm is that the microwave uh, i got uh, cooking uh, a little it, thing that's our uh, timer for questions but keep going that's that's shut the fuck up right back next question <laughs> i pressed the button <laughs> no uh yeah, you were saying. Well, maybe we'll do that every show. I'll pick the, the the strongest questions. We didn't really have that many today, but maybe we'll do that a well, little. That was it. That was five minutes. I couldn't figure out how to make it ten. So, but uh, you ask another question. That's how. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Let me see. I don't think there's any other. Uh, I didn't put it up tonight on my, I know, on my social media, which works a little better because I I get a I get the people I actually really really do listen to the show. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> there's no other questions. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh. I can't look at mine. Uh, I didn't put it out, so no one would even uh, know. To someone wants to hear questions. you talk about punk. Uh, about as far as what? It said, I'm sure you guys will get to eventually, but we'd all love to hear about Ryback working with punk. I don't know if you want to. No, I mean, I don't really know. We've talked about the different things. and I think you've match-wise. said everything, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what, like. Match wise, I, I've talked about all of it. I feel like, and I don't. We we got along just fine before we ever worked, and I thought we got along well during our our first run. 
together. The uh, the second run, I didn't talk to him nearly as much uh, as far as like you know putting together matches and whatnot, which always bothered me because we were capable of doing so much more than we did. But I know a lot of people enjoyed our matches. And I get I get emails for that you know regularly on people that enjoyed both of those programs and not you know it's so I mean it's it is what it is we've talked about it and and I've wished him the best of luck and everything and um that's that so there's really nothing to to discuss on it anymore I feel like that question was from Jason Worthing he's uh he comes to my shows so appreciate him chiming in last one's from Nativity oh no no his real name is Eric Nat on Twitter and he said as much as WWE screwed with you uh, what would you do if Buck got the call to be on Raw? Would you be leery or would you be happy? Oh, uh, <laughs> I would be happy for you if that was your goal, and that's what. Um, it's not my goal. You sh- <laughs> no, but you can't like you never could be. I talked. I just there was an independent guy that was actually in the gym in Vegas. Um, he was actually one of the local talents I worked with uh, during uh, Bully Ryback. Oh, really? Was, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to get him. You have a, you know, Put whatever. But list. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or he just, yeah, he gets hired instantly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I should use that for, you know what would be pretty funny? The, for the hot indie chicks. I, I promise them, look, if you start dating me, they're probably going to hire you out to, in spite of me. <laughs> <laughs> just play that card up for a while. Uh, just, <laughs> oh man, but, uh, no, but he was in there and you know, he has a tryout coming out and uh, coming up and for them, for WWE. And, you know, it was like, told him congratulations. And like for a guy, for wrestlers that, you know, wrestle and don't make a lot of money and they have the opportunity to make more money than, than they would not working there. Like in everyone has different experiences there. And I had many different good moments, even with all the bad. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, I would be happy if that was your goal. And what am I going to be like? Oh, I'm angry. I chose to leave, so I, I have no say in any of that. Well, I think it's a big difference. Like if they're like, "Hey, something on Raw is a big difference," and "Hey, you're hired now, got to spend you know the first fucking six weeks in NXT and and just training every day, no promise to be to be on t- going through the whole developmental system is just a completely other process. That would be that would suck. That would just yeah no going through and it's like one thing you 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 know it's a little different now if you have a following on the independents and come in there, whereas with the guys like Finn Balor, a guy comes in has momentum already, and, you know and Kevin Owens when he came in, they had some some built in momentum from um, the independents, but typically it's when you go to developmental you're starting over for the most part or especially a lot a lot of guys that's their initial starting point. And then when you, if you are lucky enough to make it up to the main roster, you NXT's changed this format a little bit. It used to be it kind of was starting over. Yeah. Whereas now they're kind of carrying the momentum of independence to NXT right to the main roster uh, with certain guys, and it's worked. So I think it kind of slowed down. Actually, I kind of think that the now uh, early stages or not early stages like the Owen Zane. You know, it was once they got pretty over and had their, you know, good run, they went right up to the main roster. But I feel like it's been in a holding pattern since then. I feel like a lot of guys are going to be hired and kept in NXT, dare I say, forever. Like, I think a lot of them are going to see they have no, you know, things change and plans change all the time. And they may say yeah. that and whatever. But it's I, I feel like it's it's a weird holding pattern of their 
they're signing guys like crazy, but with no still kind of, you know, keeping them at a certain level to bring not to even bring them up yet. And I feel like both Raw, eh, maybe Raw, not so much, but certainly SmackDown could, uh, you know, the, I, I think they they could use a little. I don't know, not not a freshening up, but they could use more guys. Um, well, they, yeah. I mean, well, you got to. I think with the, with the brand split and everything, and they, I mean, they have a lot of talent up there right now, and it, it it's like it used to be in developmental. It used to be a one guy was lucky to go up a, per year. Yeah. In developmental before, like if that sometimes it was like a rare occasion. And then when I remember when I got back to, to Florida Championship Wrestling, that whole crew with like Yoshitatsu and Sheamus, and there were a bunch of guys. I think Galloway, like there was like a huge like surge of new talent they brought in, and they got they released a lot of the the guys up there out of their contracts, and and then us with NXT season one and like. That was eight new guys on the roster at one period. Yeah, like when you look at that, and which is very rare. That doesn't happen a lot. But in with NXT, they they got the guys up there that I think they wanted to get up there. But obviously, Hunter and, and them, if they're trying to create that, is it's it is its own brand now, and it does well on the network supposedly and whatnot. So um, I think it's constantly evolving, and they're I think obviously Raw and SmackDown are always going to be the main priorities. Like so. If, if injuries went down on, you know, if Ambrose and AJ Styles, you know, went down with injuries on SmackDown, obviously they might pull two big names out of NXT to fill the void because that's their main priority TV-wise Yeah, as far as that goes. But um, it has slowed down a little bit, I agree. Have you seen the thing with England, what they did there? That, to me, is super interesting and kind of... I don't know. I guess a little bit uh, questionable with the whole... Have you heard about the English tournament they do? I was over there. I was actually in the UK there. That's right. I was, uh, uh, maybe talk about your trip. You were there for fucking like half the month. No, yeah. Uh, I, I was there for a couple weeks and, um, I, I'm glad to be home. You know, that was, uh, I, since going, coming off the road and, and just working independent, it's usually one or two matches or shows a week or signings a week. And this was like, I think this was only, it wasn't anything crazy. It was like six matches or five matches. And that two weeks, but it was something I only had, there were a couple off days in there, but it, but you also had um, the cool, three or four like public speaking engagements too. So it was like a, what was it like 11 day tour total? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was, uh, the three Q and it was uh, an evening with the big guy Ryback, which were, um, back to back to back nights, Mansfield or, uh, Newcastle, uh, Lester and Mansfield, I believe. And, um, Man, those were great. I was I, on my itinerary. It said one hour Q and A, and I told you I got there, and it was like a four and a half hour production <laughs> of like hundreds of people there, and um, it was cool, man. And and it was we did like pictures, autographs, Q and A, uh, interview, and uh, it was it was I, I thoroughly enjoyed those uh, over there a lot. I was nervous as fuck putting this thing together because I've never been to England. My family like. Tons of family in England, but I'm like, okay, doing the indie bookings in the U.S., I know like the fucking back of my hand. I'm aware of the promoters. I'm aware of what works. I can get the information quickly, but you're going over there for fucking 11 days. I really don't know the guy outside of talking with him on Facebook for a while, and I'm like, shit, like the transportation, the timing, the schedule, the, the, the financials. Like I was like, oh, fuck. 
Like, I was pretty nerve-wracked hoping this fucking tour didn't fall apart, but I think it went okay. No, it went... You know, it went, it went, it went, it went well, and uh, it was like I was telling you, it was different being over there this time on my own. Then, but like I told you, I'm, you know me, I like I don't need to like as long as I could find a gym and food, and, and have access in food, and that was like, the biggest problem. That seemed like the yeah, there, uh, but like I, I luckily the hotels on uh, most of these were within striking distance. Um, for a cab or Uber over there. But like Wi-Fi over there is the biggest Wi-Fi. Like Verizon doesn't have towers over there. Oh, so shit. I have to, and then anybody that lives over there in the UK knows the Wi-Fi over there is not the best unless you have like home Wi-Fi. Like I've heard is good over there, but like hotel Wi-Fi and like all the other one, it is horrible. So it's, we, we've become so dependent on our cell phones. It, it sucks not having access to anything and like being all the way across the country. And I don't know if my security alarm is going off yeah. or like, I'm not getting up. Like I can't, do you have a doggy? Do you have, like, do you have like cameras for your dogs, your house or no? No, but if I did, I would be on it way too much. <laughs> just just my dogs, the, but me talking to nothing. My dog's just lying down, ignoring me, staring at a teddy me, bear. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's probably for the best. I have the security cameras though, and on this the alarm, and I got cameras everywhere, and so I can like check in on those when I'm gone and, and make sure. But like over there, you know, don't have access to that. So it, it's good too, though, not to be on your phone all the time in that regard. But when you just want to know what's going on, it's kind of a weird feeling just being out of touch with everything and whatnot. But um, any good stories you know, over I there? Found- no, not really. I was in Blackpool for a few days. I saw where William Regal actually got his big break. Okay. And uh, that that was cool. But they had me like across from the boardwalk with like, I didn't know it, but I guess there were like a bunch of strip clubs and everything over there. And um, one night after my first show, I went to, I had to go get food and like all the rest of the food over there and nothing against it. But the foods, I don't want to say the food sucks, but they're, they're behind like 20, 30 years nutrition wise. Really? Like they, yeah. Like how so they they just don't have the choices that we have over here to eat healthy. Like if you want to like a good carb source for like after working out, mm-hmm. like there's spaghetti's loaded with fat too. Like, it's not like you just, everything has fat, like all the carbs have fats in it. And, um, but I managed, I did it well. I brought my protein and amino acids with me and, um, and I, I, I spent a lot at the restaurants there, but like you can get steaks and stuff, but like they don't. So we take for granted, like how we cook steaks over here. We season them and, we can make a steak taste really good with seasoning. Sure. They don't use any seasonings. They cook it like if you just threw it on a grill with no no coconut oil, no olive oil, nothing. Just no. flat steak on a grill, cook it plain, bring it out to you. Yeah. And it, it in the in the meats and everything are raised a little differently over there. So um, not bad by any means. It, it's probably actually better quality wise, but taste wise, it just tastes different. So, um, but wrestling wise, everything was good. It's very um, the simple. Gyms? Uh, the Oh, the gyms are the the ones that I had access to were like those. They're like the gyms you have to have a membership for, and they're twenty four hours where you got to punch in a code yeah. to go through one of these like little doors that open up for one person at a time, and uh, like it, it's kind of it, it's good enough to get by. Like you know you you're not going to have probably your best workouts there, but it's enough to to go hard and 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 more than fine for being over there eleven days. So. Um, I was happy with everything, but I, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was glad to be home when I got home. I heard you found a special gym over there that you had a, 
<laughs> oh shit! I forgot. It's yeah. trying to set you up, man. How, I know. I need you to tell me, you know, verbatim. Uh, <laughs> it's not written down for me. I'm I'm worthless. Uh, so in Swindon, this is actually pretty funny. I I look at my hotel and because I told you like they wanted to switch me hotels like for three nights in a row and I go I'm in the same city for three days like keep me in the same hotel so that I because packing unpacking it's just inconvenient. Well, even before and that, nice. you said that okay. So like you're you're near the end of the loop and you're like, hey, I'm at this hotel. I really like it here. I don't understand why I need to go to these other places. It doesn't make sense. So you tell me about it, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. And we're on a time difference, so you're five hours ahead of me. So then I have to go. I don't have the promoter's number. We all talk through Facebook. I go to the promoter, type in, hey, can we any way we could stay here? He goes, I don't know. Contact this other promoter. I contact this other promoter. We all talk about it. He's like, yes, I'll switch the reservation, get it back down, and then I come back to you and tell you that it's all, ah, no big deal. I'm like, oh, thank God that worked out. So, <laughs> Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh it was, uh, but that room, it was tiny, man. Um, the rooms over there, like, they're different. Like, the bed is the majority of the room, and there's just a little walkway on each side. And uh, so it feels like you're, like, in prison mm-hmm. when you're there. Like, it's not like the American hotels. But it's, it's cool. It's a different experience. But um, so I, I use my Wi-Fi, and I find a gym. It's called the 24-Hour Gym. Okay. And it was actually, it was an amazing, amazing gym. But I walk in. I think the door, like it, uh, it was during their normal business hours still, but they're they're typically a twenty four hour gym and they're a members only gym. But I didn't know this at the time, so like they don't do guest passes. But the owner was sitting at the front desk, and I come in and I'm I'm waiting to talk to him. He's on the phone and he's just like ignoring me, hmm. and I'm just like like I just want to pay for a daily pass, and so I, I eventually I walk upstairs to the gym. It's like three different levels. And he comes up shortly thereafter. I was just like looking around at everything. And he goes, oh, can I help you? And I go, yeah, I'm just here visiting. I just need a day pass. And he, uh, he goes, oh, you here for wrestling? And I, I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, you're on the poster. And I go, I don't know. And like he brings me up to the next level, and it's me versus uh, my opponent on the poster. And... Uh, he goes, oh, no, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, J.D. Knight, the guy who, whom I, I'd wrestled on, on that show, um, had told him I might be coming in, but it was just a coincidence. Huh. I didn't know J.D. until I wrestled him. Yeah. He, I just happened to find that gym on my own because I liked the pictures online when I was looking for gyms. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so this owner, you know, he's asking me some questions, and uh, he was like, oh, are you married? Do you have kids? And I just thought, like, he was just being polite. You know, but I thought it was odd. Like, well, you know, sure. what does this have to do with anything? We're walking around. He's showing me around and uh, amazing equipment and everything. So anyways, finally, we get everything all squared away. And uh, he gives me a key for 24-hour access for the few days. And I, I start getting ready to, to warm up in which an old man comes up to me. And he goes, oh, what kind of music do you like? Huh? <laughs> and, I, uh, and I go, what? And like, he goes, you know, what kind of music do you like listening to? And I go, I just, I kind of listened to a little bit of everything. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, it, he asked something else. He went, another old man came up, which was actually the owner before the other, this guy was the owner. He owned it before him. And he comes up and he goes, oh, where are you from? 
And I, like, I go to Las Vegas. Oh, I love playing golf out in Vegas. A lot of fun out there. And like just making small talk. But I'm like, what's going on? And then two other regular guys come up to me and start talking to me, asking me <laughs> questions. But they're not, they don't know me as a wrestler. They don't know. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm just like, why is this is weird? And I'm looking around and under the walls, they got pictures of like bodybuilders and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they also have a lot of pictures of their members of like that have competed and done things. But I sent you the pictures. Oh, yeah. Which I'll post. On, I'll post on my social media for this week's show. There were very questionable photos of, of men in just very odd poses. Yeah. Um, all around this gym. It's like 1980s so, playgirl, like just bodybuilder yeah, yeah. type, just, yeah. But I, I get, again, like I, I'm in my own world when I go work out. Like I don't care. Like I'm just so, I'm like, well, that's weird. But, you know, I mean, it's another country. Things are different. Like that might, it's just what it is. So then I'm, I'm working out and I have my headphones on so I can't hear the music playing either or anything in there. <laughs> um, I'm like in my own world. And the guy that came up about the music comes up again. He's like, ah, come on, man. What do you like to listen to? You like the hard jams? Do you like the pump? You like Batista's you like the song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that this is an ongoing joke. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny. You know what? I tried downloading Batista's theme song. You can't get it on iTunes. You have to download the whole oh, album. Really? I swear to God. I'm like, fuck. I was trying to play it. The A other fan day. just messaged me, by the way, on that saying, Man, your your theme song's no Batista theme, but it's great for leg day. I lost it. I'm just thinking like, no, it's a great fucking theme. It's by a real band. Like, yeah, I like it too. Uh, um, so, anyways, this guy's like, he's like, you like pumping to the hard stuff? You like high? You like pumping to it? Jesus. And I, so now I'm. It hits me. I'm thinking, no doubt in my mind, I'm in an all gay gym. Sure. And I, and it's everything is hitting me now, and I'm looking, and now it all makes sense. And I'm like, and then there were only like two girls in there and they were smoking hot. So I'm thinking, of course there's smoking hot girls. They could work out and not be yep. bothered. And like, but I, so I don't give a shit. Like if I'm in an all gay gym, yeah. there could be dudes fucking upstairs, fucking, I don't give a shit. Let me just work out and stay in my own little world. Just don't bother. As me. long as the gym is and, nice. Uh, there's good equipment. Yeah. Yeah. As, as long as there's not semen on all the equipment, <laughs> I'm, I'm good to go. Uh, but no. But, like, I don't give a shit. But, but, like, I was like, holy shit. And then I look. I sent you the picture. There's a DJ booth with this old man back there fucking rocking out and playing uh, Pump It Up. The fucking, that fucking 80s. Come on. Or was it 90s? I like swear to God. Pump Up the Jams. Like that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Because I, I take off my headphones after he left because I told the guy. When he said, I got angry. When he goes, what do you like to pump, huh? Do you like to pump to the hard stuff? I thought for sure he was just being overly aggressive yeah. coming on to me. So I said, get the fuck away from me, old man. Uh. And he fucking walked. Little did I know. So long story short, he's just the DJ. And uh, I talked to the other wrestlers. It's not an all-gay gym. It's just the way the gym is. Really? Uh, yeah. It, when I told him... Uh, the, unless those guys are, it's all, but it's like a membership only. It's very, they don't allow outsiders in there. There were so many things pointing to like, this is a full blown gay gym. And, uh, I popped, I just like, I was like, Oh, what a great story. But it, it turns out at the end of the day, it's not, but I, I it definitely, when I post these photos up, I, the people will, the, the photos are very questionable on photos you would have up in a gym. Um, but uh, like in the men's room too. And I told you there's a photo. I took a photo of this in the men's room. There's a picture of two women kissing in the men's room. <laughs> and I'm like, is this just like, 
I, I just couldn't figure it out. But it, I, every country is different, and they, 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 you know, they run their places differently than we do here. And uh, but the gym was one of the best gyms I've ever been to. But you weren't. Oh, also, this was another thing that kind of that you're not this gym that had all this badass equipment and all these free weights. You weren't allowed to deadlift or make noise or chalk. Really? So like I can't. Yeah. So again, I thought, oh, of course not. Like, but. It just turns out that was just the owner's preference and whatnot. And who knows? Maybe the owner is gay. I don't know. Huh. But he has a hell of a gym. I know that much. And uh, thank you, 24-Hour Gym. If you're in Swindon and uh, want to check out a cool gym, check out the 24-Hour Gym in Swindon. Man, there's a lot of all-gay gyms in, uh, in Manhattan. They're called David Barton. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah, it's it's just, it's a known thing. I think a lot of them closed down recently. Actually, I think a lot of them closed down because... Uh, there's a little bit too much action going on in the locker room. I swear to God, I think that that people took advantage of it. And I remember once I heard they only I heard they only closed the front doors. The back doors are still open. <laughs> so I remember. Uh, I remember. I'm here all night, ladies and gentlemen. I remember one time uh, I was trying to like quit wrestling. It was like 2011. It was, it was, it was actually right after I left Tampa, and uh, I was. A, you tried to quit wrestling? Yeah, there was a time, man. I mean, I left like. You know, I couldn't get hired as a referee, and then uh, after the whole wrestling thing, and then I came back up here, and I was doing indies, and I'm, like, stuck in misery, and I'm like, you know what? I'll be a personal trainer. This, this lasted for, like, two months. Granted, I got my cert- yeah. certification, uh, but I remember I was handing out my resumes at different gyms in Manhattan, and I went into the gay gym, David Barton. I'm like, oh, I could probably make a lot of money here. Let me put my resume in. <laughs> you told me about this. And uh, I go in there, and, and I, I look, and I'm like, fuck. Every dude, there was it was probably filled with like maybe 30 people. Everyone was in perfect shape, everyone was in great. Yeah. I'm like, they're not gonna hire me, <laughs> like, this isn't working. So, I just kind of like left my resume and kind of left embarrassed, and they never called me. Ah, uh, so that remind. I'm trying to quit now, but I keep fucking what? getting booked every week. My asshole manager books me every <laughs> week, and uh, it's but uh, you know, and then other promotions make me offers, but well, uh, that's not for here and there, here nor there, but. Well, if this supplement line kicks off, you'll be retiring. It'll be the Feed Me More farewell tour of 2017. No, <laughs> no, no I think you- I told you, I, I, I still always wrestle. I can't stop. Uh, uh, the um, dude, I, I talked about it in the plugs, but like I'll pump you up dot com. They uh, they're going full bore with it, which is huge. They have they have a huge presence in the fitness industry. So this is big for me being being carried by I'll pump you up dot com, and I actually out of gratitude towards them they were my first my first order um you know distribution wise and retailer wise so i gave them you know dibs on pre-orders so all the pre-orders because I, I was gonna do pre-orders on my website mm-hmm. um but i would rather add you know out of gratitude to them uh give the nod to them and let them take the pre-orders because it's actually helping me too in the process and they're doing me you know a huge favor and, and uh getting me some serious momentum right off the bat so Check out I'llPumpYouUp.com, guys. Feed me more nutrition. And uh, it's I can't thank you guys enough. I'm so excited about all of it. Well, but it's, I, I don't think... The, I, we're finally here. There's a lot. You know, there's, we're actually, for some strange reason, people actually do kind of care about this show. So, But I think a lot of them, and people have said this before, they're not, they're not big gym people. I mean, you have a pre-workout coming out. Dare I say, I would say more than half the people listening are not gym people, and they've never taken... Yeah pre-workout before don't even probably know what that really means so So. when i say yeah 
pre-workout is you don't even have to use it for pre-workout. That's just because it, it is marketed towards the fitness industry. But I, and I mentioned this the other day on social media, like you could take half a scoop or one scoop of a full serving in the morning and you felt it. You've tried but even, it many even times. Even before you say that, though, I think some people like generally don't understand what, what like pre-work. So basically, like you take this supplement, what a pre-workout is, it's to get you kind of, you know, just like coffee will give you that extra kick. It'll get things going so you can go to the gym. You're motivated to work out. And you have more energy. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's been some really popular ones over the years. Like Jack 3D comes. To, I feel like they were probably number one of all time, maybe. Yeah. But uh, a lot of them. So like I and I've tried a lot of these and like because I don't do the aspartame or sucralose. But so out of I when I created this, I had to try a lot of these different brands to just kind of I get an idea flavor wise what I was competing against with the aspartame and sucralose. But like a lot of these, there's a few companies out there. Which now, just to remind people, they, like aspartame and sucralose, it's that chemical that's in diet soda that sweetens it up. In diet foods. That that yeah. will not affect you calorie wise, but if you do your research, it's not good for you. And your it is not good for you. Yours yeah. are different because yours are not none of your products have any of that, which is honestly I've to this day I don't see any pre-workouts or anything that have what you have in it which is stevia which is what we talked about on past yeah. things like the sodas that 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 natural sweetened thing and that's what makes your thing so interesting and different where i'm, I'm excited to see this because i've used the product before and it tastes completely great and it's a it's it's a, almost amazing to me that people haven't done this already you know that so that this is what and this is this is why i i, I believe in this so strongly it is the reason why none of these companies have done this is because it is very, I have created the most expensive formulas to date. Uh, I have gone against the grain. I've gone against the normal business model of where a lot of these companies will spend like only $5 to make a pre-workout. I have quadrupled that, if not more, on, on making a premium quality pre-workout and all everything, the protein, the test booster, everything has a lot of these companies will put one or two ingredients. I have loaded these things with all the different herbs and ingredients I have used over the years to get the results that I have. This wasn't like just an overnight, oh, I'm going to start a supplement company. Like, this is my life. This is what I have done from day one when I started working out when I was 12 years old. And like, I have always been passionate about this. So you have these companies that put this aspartame and sucralose. This stuff is garbage. And these companies know it, but they're not about... they. They might put a product out that will give you some energy and, and, you know, it might make you look a little better, but it's not good for you. And a lot of these companies in their pre-workouts put a, a chemical called DMAA, which was in Jack 3D, and it's in a couple of these other big-time ones right now. This stuff is poison. What it's is it? not good what for you. What does it stand for? Like... <clears throat> It's, it's more so it's just a stimulant that it's more it's a drug more than anything. OK. And it was banned. And then the ban got lifted. And it's just you can't consciously take that and be health conscious. It, you just can't. And there's but there's so many. You know, you've tried mine and, you know, I put there's so many different things that you could put in a, in a pre-workout natural ingredients, things like Chinese red ginseng, the correct amounts of the B vitamins, yohimbine, the correct cal uh, caffeine content, along with a whole other list, more ingredients than any other company you, that have been proven. It, and it, gets, it creates motivation. It creates that desire to want to work out, to want to get things done. It helps you focus. It keeps you alert. But 
a lot of these other companies, and, and there's some good ones out there, but again, there's been no mainstream company that's used Stevia like I have because it's cheaper to go aspartame and sucralose. And you're, but as you will you're see, doing it because, yeah. uh, because you're like, hey, I'm going to make an expensive product that's expensive for me to make, but if you try it, which will be around the same price as the others, I'm going to get yep. your loyalty because it's so good. Correct. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and that that is my that is my my long term goal is to have repeat customers because they realize that I am doing what nobody has done before. And you know, I could have I could have doubled my profit margins and used aspartame and sucralose and cut out a third of the ingredient ingredients that I used and and this and that. But no, it, it's because I use them myself. Mm-hmm. This is so that's where this all stemmed from. I wanted my own supplements rather than taking ten different bottles of pills. To get the one effect that I wanted, I can now do it in one, you know? So it's like, it's people, I just give it a chance. You're going to see the difference. And if you know anything about supplements, but like the pre-workout, you don't have to, it's just, you could take it to start your day, half a scoop, and you'll see, you'll just be motivated and it will power you through your day. And it's all natural. There's no crash with this. Whereas a lot of these other pre-workouts, you'll get, you know, all amped up and, you know, three hours later, you want to go to sleep. Sure. That does not happen on mine. I, I have yet to see it, see it with anybody that has tried it. And there's there's been multiple people, multiple testers, along with myself for months on end. Um, and it is, it is I, I kid you not, Feed Me More Nutrition will become the number one supplement brand in the industry. Yeah. So if you want to start working out, or if you're already been, you know, if you're already in the weight room, or whatever, I recommend trying this stuff because I I was a pre workout, dare I say, junkie. I tried everything, and uh, I'm all about the. Steve, I switched the stevia sodas, which many people from this podcast, many people I'm friends with, are completely, I, I, are completely switched to ordering their sodas yeah. online and Whole Foods, which is kind of cool to see. I like the fact that I'll never drink diet soda again, which is kind of awesome. But it's kind of the same thing don't have for to. pre-workouts. Like it just, uh, I'm a fan of it, so I'm looking forward to it. So uh, feed me more. Uh, is it feed me more nutrition or feed me more dot com? Feed Me More Nutrition is available. It's going to be available January 6, 2017 on feedmemore.com. And right now, pre-orders are going on at allpumpyouup.com. So head over there to allpumpyouup.com and then put in your pre-orders uh, because that is actually going towards a good cause for Feed Me More Nutrition on getting me good exposure in the fitness industry and helping me get picked up by other locations. And actually, I was talking to Joel over there in the UK, Joel over at uh, SPLX. It's a big brand over there. Oh, yeah. They the, work with, uh, the like, super... I've seen them with, like, Sabre and I think Dave Mastiff and stuff like that. Yeah. They, uh, they're they big out there now. And uh, we he came to my last show, and uh, we shot the shit for a little bit and uh, just talked briefly about everything. And we, we've we've traded emails and uh, text messages. He I know he wanted to get me over there in the U.K. for distribution, which would be huge uh, for Feed Me More Nutrition, like I said, because they're behind over there and all this stuff. Yeah. So that would be that's that's one of my goals, and uh, I'm hoping we get that worked out and um, can establish a good relationship because uh, he seemed like a pretty nice guy, and I I'm excited. I think it would be uh, the more places feed me more nutrition is the, the better. So well, I think this would be a perfect segue, and it's something we talked about speaking about on the show because I think it's relevant to a lot of things. Current is the whole wellness policy that was going to be the, yeah. the subject matter we were going to do. I mean, we're already 42 minutes into this, but I think maybe we could take a I want to. Ref- I, I secretly want to re- refill my wine glass, so maybe we take a quick little break and uh, explore the wellness policy. And we're back. We're back, and uh, so 
We talked about supplements. We didn't really have an outline for this show, but we mentioned things. We we're talking a lot about the the wellness policy, uh, and and it's always a recurrent topic in professional wrestling, uh, especially I guess I say lately. You know, people fail it, and then uh, I don't know. It's just a topic of interest, and 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 I think that uh, it's worth kind of exploring on here because I think we may have a little bit of a different take than what. I don't know, a regular person may know. I'm not really sure how to put it. Yeah, it's because, you know, I lived through, you know, the beginning of it and, and, and when it's introduction into the into the WWE and when there was no wellness policy in place, I, you know, and... Well, like the, the policy started from the, the, the small amount of research that I was kind of doing. And I remember it too, because I was, I was down there uh, we both were down there at the same time. Yeah. So, you know, and we used to make jokes about how, you know, I mean, wrestling was pretty fucking bad. I mean, you could take and do whatever you wanted and there was basically no repercussions. And, and I feel like a lot of guys just got by just bouncing from drug to drug, whether it be performance enhancers or sleep drugs or stuff that keeps you awake and stuff that calms you down and, and, you know, I saw it firsthand developmental. We joked about it in developmental, like calling it the Louisville water, you know, that yeah. everybody was, you know, gassed up out of their mind or on anabolics. And, and uh, the wellness poly came, policy really came into effect after Eddie, Eddie Guerrero passed yeah. away. It was uh, 2005 he passed. In 2006, the wellness policy started. And I really think it kind of started not just because of Eddie passing, but right Shortly thereafter, like the next week or two, uh, Dinsmore actually was was uh, oh, I, found. Yeah, I remember this. He was incapacitated, and that really was like, whoa, we can't. This stuff's getting out there. I don't know if they were publicly traded by then. I'm, I'm not sure if they were or weren't, but it was a really kind of a. a it looked like okay, we we already lost Eddie. We should be fixing this problem or figuring it out yeah. and. Soon thereafter, the test has changed greatly over the years, which I think we can talk about or, or Absolutely. double standards and this and that. But uh, that was really the time period. It was like 2006 where this policy first came into effect. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I commend WWE every time I've, I've said from the beginning for putting this in place. You know, their reasons for putting it in place was I, I felt they had to to protect themselves, which any good business, you know, they're going to take care of themselves. So, um and obviously, uh, a byproduct of that is, is it's good for the performers. And uh, the wrestling lifestyle, it, it can be a very lonely, very rough lifestyle. And it, it, it can, and we've talked about this before, you know, from a psychological standpoint. You know, wrestling seems to attract people with problems. Not, e- sure. not everybody, but a good portion of them or, or you know, uh, a certain percentage of them. Yeah, and what that is, I don't know, but it definitely exists, and, and people have issues. And then you, you know, you mix in the the wrestling lifestyle, and it's kind of an escape from reality. It is while you're in the ring, and that can oftentimes carry over into your personal life, your personal life, and whatnot. And back then, and, and two, we got to remember, and, and wrestling started, you know, when before steroids were, you know, they were legal at one point, and, and doctor prescribed and they didn't have the information and the research on them showing how bad they were, you know, for humans over time and, and what they could do to you psychologically and mentally. Um, and, and all the side of it. I think the what? 
I think they first became technically illegal in like 1990 was actually when the law finally passed where they were no longer when there was uh, it was declared a class. I could be wrong. It's either 89 or 90, but I believe it was 1990 where they went from being uh, anabolics were were a controlled substance and they they really had no regulation beforehand. And that's when that was back with that's when the steroid trial came around for WWE. F at the time and all that stuff went around they were trying to kind of pin you know people I think people have just this overall obsession with uh, accusing those of of anabolics or steroids just because I feel like the general public doesn't really understand how they work and I think it's almost like uh, I think a lot of regular people or even out of shape people I may be wrong on this but I, I don't think I am kind of have a bias towards people that are in shape or even people that are in incredible shape and they love to kind of go after them yeah. uh and accuse them of something that has such a negative you know um a negative cloud around yeah. it if you will I, don't know. I think it's you have to look at it it's people like that you know and and they're not wrong in their thinking necessarily to have a negative outlook on it and not saying that that's the correct thing to do but they don't necessarily they're not in a competitive environment and they don't understand that in wanting to better yourself. But the whole, like I told you, this goes so deep with the steroids and performance enhancers. It's like, as far as wrestling, okay, it wasn't illegal at one point and every, or the majority of people were doing it and whatnot. Okay. That's another thing. But once we understand how bad they are for you and we understood that and you know, we made them illegal and, and it's, I love the wellness policy now. And I, I think it's, it is great that we have gotten away from that, not all the way. And there's there's some major issues with the WWE wellness program today still. Mm-hmm. But it is, I told you, like when me growing up watching the wrestlers that I watched as a kid, the influence that, that we have as WWE superstars or WWE superstars have on young kids is tremendous, on teenagers is tremendous, on kids and people that want to get into wrestling or who want to start working out. So I commend them for putting it in place. Whatever the reasons were, it doesn't matter to me. I am all for it. But, like, we talk about guys, like, you look at guys like, like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and, and Abray Wyatt, and there, there's so many different ones that you just know have never partaked in, in perform, performance-enhancing drugs. I think it's great, and those guys are true role models because they are at a high level and – setting an example for a whole new generation of wrestlers that won't think they have to do that to succeed. And that's where like, I always, it just killed me when people like throughout my hard work and dedication and commitment to like, you know, you this and that. And it's like, I've admitted to doing it when I was in my early twenties that has nothing to do with the rest of my life and my career. Like it's, but we have to get away from that old school mindset. And, but like, there's still people getting away with things today up there and, and, and all the same rules don't apply for everybody. And the, the system is definitely flawed um, in, in different ways, but overall it has made a tremendous difference um, in knowing that, you know, you could, you're going to be fined and suspended um, for partaking in things that, that one aren't good for you and two can make the company, you know, the WWE look bad and whatnot. So, so you're a fan of the wellness policy overall. And I, I agree with that completely. 
Uh, you think that there's still, as rigid as it is, there's still loopholes, though. Or, you know, overall, it's it's good because it keeps the boys healthy and it puts them on the right track of minds and people aren't. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, and I think we both agree on this, that I think people's brains would melt if they really knew how many guys dare I say pre wellness thing, we're taking stuff oh, yeah. that they wouldn't, would, you know, it'd be easy to look at obviously a guy like ultimate warrior and go, Holy crap, that guy is whatever. But there's so many guys who probably look like total shit that were on so much stuff and people would never assume because they didn't, didn't really train or diet or do stuff like that. There are guys, I kid you not on, on one of my last shows, there was a guy, a guy who, if you ask me, is mm-hmm. he taking anything? I would 100% say absolutely not, was on 800 milligrams of testosterone, which is is fucking outrageous. Never Mm -hmm. in my wildest dreams would I ever imagine back when I took him in my early 20s of ever taking anything of that level, that amount. And there were guys just regular looking guys, like people have no idea. It's because if you work out and eat well and take care of yourself, you're going to reap the benefits times a thousand on those things but a lot of guys back too back in the day you know the older wrestlers you know we always say back we talk about this when like wrestlers look like men not boys well the reason is, yeah. is they were those anabolic steroids played a huge part in that and it's hard to look like a boy when you're 300 and something pounds so you know what i mean and, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's they're getting a lot of some of those guys back then you know they're eating they're eating cheeseburgers and drinking a 12 pack every night or 20 beers every night and uh, they still reap the benefits of it, but they kind of, it gives them a little bit of a different look and it puts on more bulk and, and whatnot. But we live in a different day and age. And I, I think I've heard it. And I told, I was telling you, I was putting over the Bruce Pritchard podcast actually earlier. Oh yeah. It's great. I love great it. Great podcast. I, like, and I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I've, I've actually listened to a little bit of, of, of Bischoff's uh, Pritchard's and, and Austin and mm-hmm. Jericho occasionally. Oh, just every here and there outside of a real estate podcast or a money podcast. <clears throat> but usually I'm listening to audiobooks. But like I was like, man, I really enjoyed this. I was listening to an audiobook. I was going to pick up Sonny, uh, the ex-girlfriend's dog tonight, uh, to dog sit. And uh usually I would listen to my audiobook for the thirty minute drive there and back for an hour, and I listened to the to the Pritchard show on Sonny, and I was just totally captivated and uh he, he has a good thing going on over there, but it's like I've heard. I thought you were gonna say, and then you then you called up Sonny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I shot over a text message. Hey, it's the invited her out for New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> I think she's in jail, isn't she? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. She, she lives nearby. I mean, oh she wow! She slept with half of my friends, so <laughs> so she's. Oh man, uh, I did have around here I was. I'm not gonna lie. Back in developmental, uh, that was a period where I I came across her online. We were texting for a little bit, and uh, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she was always very sweet and very nice. And uh, but so has Ryback seen Sunny Days? I, have, I no? haven't. I can't. I can't throw my name in there. But she was always very, very uh, sweet to me. And she lived in a different city. I was in Florida, and uh, we never crossed paths. Not to say that if we did, we would have. But uh, at that point, I kind of, I don't. You know, I, I mean, yeah, you know, I probably would have. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're back to uh, this old wellness testing. And, uh, you know, I just remember, you know, I, I remember when the system kind of came into into people were freaking the fuck out because every I don't want to say everybody, but dare I say like 90, 95, maybe 90 to 95 percent of guys 
in the current developmental system were on something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like there that. were a lot. And I remember, like, the, but the test was, it was like, okay, well, can we get around this? And it used to be that you'd pee into a cup, but nobody was around. Yeah. Because there was uh before you, you know, I know. Before you go on to this, you got to mention that you're missing on one big point. Is that initial, the initial WWE wellness policy, there was a baseline test. Okay. Where they told everybody... These, they're going to get your baseline levels, and then every test after that just has to be under it. So guys took that as mm. there were guys that, oh, I could take a whole bunch of steroids right now and then take the baseline, which the baseline was your whatever is in your system, you're not going to be you, – you, you're not going to pop for. It, it's just we need to get sure. your, your starting levels, and every test after has to be lower. So there were guys that just decided, like, one last hurrah – they were going to take everything under the sun. Mm. And there's some guys during that period where they looked their all-time best because they were just they loaded up on whatever they could find. And then okay. after that, they stopped, and their baselines were under that level. And, and then eventually, you know, you, you had to show that those weren't in your system. But I remember there were quite a few people that did that. Um, and it was, you know, everyone has their own. T- I just look at it as like, you might as well stop if it, there's no way around it eventually. So, I just remember at one point that, uh, you know, because there was times of guys peeing for other people, peeing into a jug. We knew, hey, this person's clean, pee into this. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't under contract, and I, I'll admit I was not clean at all. Like, I, I took stuff, but I knew guys that weren't that were peeing for guys that were. And, uh, I could tell you too not to toot my own horn, but toot toot on this because it's it's okay to toot your own horn occasionally. Tommy Dreamer, who was in charge of uh, developmental, I believe during this period, actually on my base because I'd stopped everything when I heard about the wellness as far as like, and I never took a lot of to begin with, but like I just stopped cold turkey. I was like, it's not worth it. And uh, I remember he came up to me and told me I was one of the few people that actually passed my baseline test mm-hmm. that didn't show up for steroids like that I wasn't that nothing was in my system and because I believe they gave us like a three-month warning or we had a good fair amount of time and uh and that always just for anybody that always thinks that looks at me and thinks I'm this big roided up monster it's all the time it's ridiculous it's it's nutrition and diet um and work ethic more than anything And, and definitely that stuff play can play a huge part but uh it was that was something I was always very proud of when he told me that. So I remember, you know, basically be like, "Hey, pee in this cup," but then someone got caught with the the fake penis, the wizenator. Used to be something. Who got caught? Do you remember? Yeah, it was Alpha Junior. From what I've heard. Oh. I heard he was caught. I don't think I, I wasn't. Uh, this wasn't in Louisville. This was you were already in Louisville. This happened in Deep South. I was released during this period, probably then. If, oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was living in Louisville still. In FCW in Tampa, I definitely was released because Manu wasn't there when I was there. Okay. Um, that's what I heard at least. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I heard that they, he was, uh, you know, we, I'm pretty sure he's caught with the the Wizenator, which was a couple guys had them because I was like, what the fuck is that? And it was a fake gimmick that you could fill with clean urine and just pee into a cup. I don't know how fake they penis, got yeah. And uh, after that, I'm pretty sure it was like pretty much, I don't know, I never took the test. Would they make you drop your pee in a cup in front of you? Is that what it is? Yeah. So the process now, it is, it's like, I laugh at it. Like I think it's, 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 it's fine. But it's, if you're not used to this sort of thing, 
it is weird, like, because you go in the process now as you go into the talent relations office, drug testers are there. You have no warning, albeit there's guys that get the heads up for different reasons mm -hmm. uh, on when the testers are going to be there. Like, that stuff does exist. But, and, and, and usually that's for more for, like, weed and things like that. Um, not not for, for perform, performance-enhancing drugs, but, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, you got to stay in the room and, that usually a male for the males, a female for the females, and you, you go into a bathroom, you got to, you know, it's a process. You got to select your cup. You have to wash your hands uh, with no soap. Uh, use like one paper towel or there's just like, there's like a system in place on how you do all of this. Mm -hmm. And then you got to raise, you have to raise your shirt above your nipples and then pull your pants down to your ankles. Okay. And, and just, and then piss in the cup in front of another human being. So, like, it is, and it's the same as, like, Olympic-level drug testing as far as the procedures and all that. But it, it's not, like, after you do it, you just, like, I never thought it was a big deal. I mean, it, granted, it sucks. You just, like, it's never fun. It's not like you, you want to go do that. I, most of the time, I would be pissed. I had many times, they'll use the referees, the poor WWE referees have the worst job in the world where they have to answer to Mark Carano. Uh, who, if anybody is listening, he's just a douchebag. And mm -hmm. he, he has a shitty job, but he's grade A piece of shit, and he knows it, and everyone within WWE knows that he's not respected by any of the producers or anybody, and, and it's just not a good human being, and that's why he's in the position that he's in. Um, but I always tried to make the most of being around him, but he's proven time and time again that he's just absolutely worthless. <laughs> but he... And that's being nice, believe it or not. But uh, it's just, it's not a fun process to just have to do that and, and uh, to go through that all the time. But it, I was telling you, there would be times I get to the arena and the referee's like, you got to come in the office right now. And then after a certain point, I, I would just like, guys, you know the deal. Let me go to drop my bags off. I'm going to catering. I'm getting a plate of food, a plate of food. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy my plate of food because I just got done working out for three hours. This is my post-workout meal. And then I'll come in there and I'll do my piss test. Mm -hmm. Did it every single time. No problems. Piss fairly quickly. Never any issues. But they always, there were a couple times where they're like, you got to, I remember the, the referee, um, the one of the black referee sticks, they called him. I don't, I, I don't know his real name. Yeah. Um, and, and I always got along with him, but he one time, Carano would always like try to like, get him to like try to back talk to the guys okay and to like put it to put him in bad situations because Carano doesn't give a shit about him okay and he just of course is doing his job but there was one time at one of the arenas he uh, came up to me he goes oh we need you to come in and piss test and I said I'll be in let me drop my bags off I'll get a plate of food he goes no you got to come in now and I go Ugh. I'm gonna drop my I'm gonna drop my bag off buddy I go I'm gonna eat I do this I go I'm in there every time I'll be in in about 20 minutes and he goes no now and I I, I had to fucking cut a promo on him and like, and then later that day I apologized to him and like, look, don't, don't treat me like a piece of shit. Like yeah. I never, I've, I've always been nice to you and always like, so I don't care who told you to do what, be smarter than that. And he was cool. We never had an issue, you know, ever again after that, but it's the, you know, it's a very real thing. And for full-time employees there, as far as what they test for, it is very real. So, so then uh, I think we we're talking about this before. There's violations for if you fail your test, it's like a 30 days, then a 60 days, then a firing. Yeah. And it used to be different where whatever you fail for, 
they would actually say what the substance is, and they don't say that anymore. They got rid of that completely. They just say yeah. that you failed the wellness test. And then, uh, but now it's... Which, I mean, I could kind of understand for privacy concerns and talent concerns. Like, I mean, if, if I'm a talent and, like, in all, in all fairness, you could pop for anything, you know, who's to say you don't go out and get a meal and somebody sprinkles a little something on your meal. Yeah. Like, in all fairness, like, it legitimately could happen. I've heard, saying, I heard a story once in wrestling that the, because I know there was some sort of testing in WCW, and I heard one of the big, I don't know if this is real or not, but I heard from a decent source that someone put a ton of cocaine in the coffee. And then people yeah. were just fucking drinking. Like, so you really don't know, but I, I, I guess I kind of understand that. And like you, that's why I always said, like you, if you, if there's a guy who you know is that you know, straight edge, a Daniel Bryan type guy who you know is is plays it plays it straight, that like he popped all of a sudden for a massive level of cocaine, and he, he <laughs> it's like you you have to be able to to like being professional wrestlers, and you know how fans are. It takes one shady cook at a fucking IHOP. Who fucking hates your guts? Yeah, and who's to say it, it could very realistically happen? So, and you don't want to ever be labeled a person that has a drug problem if you truly don't. So, but yeah, that, and that that's the extreme, obviously. But it it, it could happen. And there's a twenty five hundred dollar fine per marijuana infraction, which yeah. I, I think is a little dated. But I kind of understand if it's you know pre or post show and someone's performing and they have that in their in their system i mean that's a that's a tough one i think if it was outside like on a non wrestling you know because they, they do show up at your house correct like they yeah, will yeah. do that right they have I've, I've had them show up i was on vacation once on christmas vacation at my father's and uh they called me and they had a tester come to my dad's house and he wow. had to go into the bathroom with me and it's you know it, it that sucked like it's just weird that was i remember oh, that was always very weird but it, Speaking on the, the marijuana thing, I think they, that's one thing. That's, I think that's outdated with their policy. And I'm not a weed guy. Yeah. I actually, I don't like it. I've, and I've done it, and I've tried it multiple times. We talked about back in our OVW days, we all used to sit around and watch classics on demand. I love it. I just don't fit, It doesn't fit with my lifestyle, so I don't do it. Yeah. I just become too fucking, I eat like shit, and then I fall asleep. And then it's just not for me. It makes my brain so active and hyperactive and... I like, again, it all is dependent on, I used to have like back when we had done it before, I always, I equate this to drinking because when you drink, you don't line up 30 shots and then just do 30 shots. And I, I don't know, maybe you do, uh, but uh, there's been some nights, yeah. but you know what? You don't do it all at once, <laughs> nah. but, but with marijuana, it was like, I would sit around and just keep going and keep going. Like I didn't know to stop. And like, I remember back when we all used to hang out. I and I was always very disciplined. I, to this day, I'm extremely disciplined in my diet. But you put enough of that in me, and then I'll eat a whole pizza. I'll mm-hmm. eat a whole bag of popcorn. I'll eat four chipwiches, and then I'll pass out and pass four. out in a coma. Dude, I think there was one time I saw you order twelve like arms full of chipwiches at a gas station and purchase them yeah. all in one swoop. But you know what? One thing that was crazy for a while. This was a big, popular thing. Developmental. And I did this too, and I, I I know you have as well, because guys didn't know about it, and it's a big epidemic happening now in, in New York, is that guys are like, oh shit, well I can't smoke weed, I will smoke 
K2. I'll smoke spice. Oh, yeah. You talked about this before. And uh, I think, yeah, I think we've mentioned before, but I was reading through and like, dude, that's a big problem. I mean, because that is, dare I say, I think uh, it's like the popular drug of of bums in New York City right now. Like it used yeah. to be, I mean, it's still crack and cocaine and stuff like that. But like, that's a big, a big thing going on where they had all the pictures. I was on the subway the other day and they had the pictures of the little bags. I'm like, oh my God, this is still a thing. And people are buying K2, which is a synthetic version of, uh, of weed. And, uh, in related news, the bum population of New York city has dropped 75% in the last year from <laughs> unexpected deaths. There was some dude that got on. I was, uh, I went to, my wife got me a Louis CK tickets at the garden the other, other night for, uh, my birthday and a, a yeah. bum got on. I've seen a lot of bums before, but Holy fuck. This was the scariest bum I've ever seen in my entire life. And we, we weren't expecting it too. We're just relaxing. There's not a lot of people on the train and this dude gets on. He's got a fucking beard down to his nipples. He's got flip flops on. He's covered in dirt. He's a white guy. And his eyes are bulging out of his head. And I could tell him, like, either he's on crack or he just smoked K2. And he was just combing yeah. combing his beard with a fork <laughs> just over and over and over again. Newest member of the Wyatt family. <laughs> it was fucking scary. And then uh, we got off. But I just think it's interesting. Not to go that- off topic here. I wish I wish there were more characters on TV like Ralphus from uh, WCW with Jericho. Yeah. Like, I wish we had, like, just... People that weren't wrestlers that, that were, were just like messes that were fuck ups or something. Yeah, I, just some like I, I I would thoroughly enjoy that. I I mean I really would. We wanted to make Wizard a character on WrestlePro where he'd wear the cut off oh, shirt and be a security I guard. We would make it through a whole episode without fucking talking about this. Guy. And he was either we we're trying to make him Hawkins security guard because he's obsessed with Hawkins and just walk oh. to the ring and yell at people and tell them not to sit down. But Wizard's incapable of doing that, and we he has like stage fright, so that never worked out. But of course. I, I always well, want to re, re, redo the the Ralphus character. I found very inspirational, and I always wanted to redo that. Would Would Bob just be wearing his whitey tighties to the ring? No, I I picture dress pants with a, a he has a hernia in his stomach, which like bulges oh, out. Yeah, so a little yeah. cut off shirt and uh, just have him walk to the ring all slow and gingerly. He's kind of like a Ralphus. He's more he's like a Ralphus with like some sort of horrible disease. It's kind of the is same still thing. Alive? Is he still alive? Because I know you said he was in trouble. Though. Yeah, he's still going. He's still around, man. He's uh, He was at our Christmas party. We just had a WrestlePro, and he sat there the entire night just kind of... Answer this honestly, yeah. if you would. Sure. If and when he goes, which I feel like is going to be fairly soon, mm-hmm. are you going to hold a Bob Memorial show? 100%. Or not? I don't you... know about a show, but we'll have... We'll have a ceremony of some sort. He's a legend. He has to. I don't. I don't want to be on. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. He's he hasn't met you yet, man. but when he see if he meets you, he's gonna forget he about. It. He's gonna find you on Facebook, man, and start he sending won't. you messages. With my luck, I'll get legit get hot and fucking throw him in a full house <laughs> and fucking be the one that kills him and go to jail. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's get back on track. The WWE wellness policy. So, what else did you have on that? Uh, well, the fact that the biggest, I think, double standard that I don't agree with, even though I think it's a one, I think it's a great thing that cleaned up clean up wrestling for the better. Because I don't think anabolics were the problem. I think everything else was, and I think the you know the over 
you know, people, I disagree. Okay, I mean, but I mean, that wasn't killing people. It wasn't like putting them into fucking. No, it's it's not helping. No, it it's does not. It 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 contributes to with the other things, and you got to remember. So there's different levels, and so you and you have guys with different genetics and different work work ethics. So like, what happens is when you allow this stuff to exist, exist inside this competitive environment, mm-hmm. you have guys. You have the guys. It's like pro bodybuilders. There's pro bodybuilders that don't take a tremendous amount of stuff, but they have great genetics and fucking amazing, amazing work ethics, and they respond great to it. Then you have other guys that that don't have good genetics, that don't work out hard, and they take massive amounts of these things to try to catch up to these other guys who they think are taking massive amounts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So it's just it, it's a you. You have people taking way more than they should to get way past their genetic potential. That is where it is bad. And, and when you're dealing, that's why I say wipe it out altogether. And people that say, I've been on both sides of the fence and I know full well. Like, and not to say you're going to drop dead on the spot, but there are people that are taking levels of these things that they possibly could. And people have dropped dead on the spot in gyms around the world. And you just don't hear about it because they're not famous. So it's it is it is definitely a great thing that that policy is in place. But I I, I think because you two you were never a guy that did tremendous amounts of them. Mm-hmm. So your experience is you don't oh they're not that bad. But for people there's people out there that that just that don't have that mindset that don't think like oh I'm just going to do a little bit to kind of you know that that they just go full bore and it is for that reason that is why they are bad. I mean I saw once I wasn't around a lot of. Uh... There's one dude in developmental. Um, wasn't under contract though, although he was really close at one point. And uh, yeah. I remember, like when I had a bottle of it, it would last, you know. Andrew two- Vane? No, no, no. It wasn't even him. But oh. he lost his fucking mind too. Jesus Christ! Absolutely. Uh, uh, like a thing I would have would last me two and a half months. And I remember someone gave him a bottle of stuff, and he he literally in front of me took half the bottle and injected yeah. half the bottle. And it was just like, oh, more is, uh, I forget what he said. He's like, uh, I don't know if he said more is more of something crazy. And he was jacked up at his mind, but I was like, fuck, like, this is crazy. But I still think more guys. I, I mean, feel like he said more is more with his mindset. I feel like if he's injected half the bottle, he said, I, I feel like more is more is what he said. It was, cra- it, it was eye-opening to it me. It wasn't much deeper than that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but it was more common, I feel like, to see guys take a fistful of pills and swallow them down and, and. You know, I, I feel like that was more of the problem with wrestling, but um, yeah. oh, it was both absolutely. I think it was all plays a part, but two and to go back to what we were talking about with the marijuana, I feel that in, in in the WWE wellness program, you know, with weed being legal now and, and it's it's evolving. Where and I don't, I, I don't do it. I don't partake in it. I've tried it multiple times, like I've, we've talked about, and um, but. I do know there are a lot of guys on the WWE roster who it gives I never I don't like the effects that it has on me but I know there are a lot of guys who love what it does to them and it helps them with pain. Mm-hmm. It helps them mentally relax. And we said before, you know, the WWE the wrestling lifestyle, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I was just uh my battery is getting kind of low. Fuck, what happened? There we go. Oh, there you're back. It said it was paused. We're on FaceTime here, ladies and gentlemen. But the WWE lifestyle, the wrestling lifestyle of being on the road four to five days a week, it is grueling. And it is not an easy an easy process. And you were gone years 
upon years. The last five years of my life are a blur from mm-hmm. just being on the road. And it's, you don't even remember, and, and for anybody that, that wrestles up there, we, it all happens to us where you'll be coming home from a four or five day loop and you'll run into somebody in the airport who, you know, is a fan. Oh, where'd you come from? And you, you literally can't remember where you came from. And you're just sitting there brain dead because you've just become a zombie and you shut out each day. And it just like, because you just want to get home and you don't want to remember because it's not the most pleasurable experience. And the in-ring action for the most part is mostly fun when you have control over, you know, what you're doing out there Mm -hmm. on live events. But like, it's not, it's not the glitz and glamor that, and I think that's a lot of when an independent guys finally get there and, Initially, that it is, it's everything you want it to be, but it wears off really quickly once you see the, the, the way that it really is. And even when things are great and you're being booked fucking great, usually the guy being booked the best is the most miserable. And not saying that's always the case, but it's just the, the bullshit and the pressure you're dealing of, of not of performing, but just the people around you uh, is what sucks the most. And it's... Uh, I remember multiple times with producers with that whole main event run, and they're like, what are you doing on this and this? And I was like, fucking, it's like, at times, like, relax. We'll, we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't, we don't have to A to Z everything all the time. Like, and it's just like, it's, and then you go out there, and then you fucking hit a home run. And they're like, oh, that was awesome. Yeah, leave me alone. Like, it's, but that's a whole other topic. But I think, I think the marijuana policy i think they should i think there should be no fine for it i think guys should be allowed if that is something they want to do that helps them especially with the legalization of marijuana in the different states now and i think in nevada now starting here in 2017 i believe it's been legalized Mm -hmm. and uh it's i think they need to update that policy because there there's guys i know up there that are that are paying you know twenty thirty thousand dollars a year in fines which could be going towards their families and i think that's true self I think that's very selfish of WWE, and I think that it, and it exists. And the guy, it doesn't hinder. And guys are doing it before their matches still, and it doesn't fuck up. Like the guys that do it function on it very well. Yeah, it helps them. It's and, and the guys that don't do it don't do it. But like I think they need to. You'll get a lot of people though, is, like uh, you know that I don't know. I don't know if it's the same with WWE, but like a lot of guys in the independence. Uh, I've wrestled plenty of people that have been really fucking high. Like, yeah, and they're fine. And there's been other times where it's like, eh, that person's not so fine. But I've seen a lot of guys like take offense to that when their opponents like really fucked up or not even fucked up, but like they know that they've, you know, had two beers or they've had like, yeah, you know, yeah. or they smoked a and, little bit. And I, I don't, it kind of doesn't, fairness, and no, doesn't bother I, me. I agree with that. I don't, but I, 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 w- I would prefer to know that my opponent is fully functional mentally while mm-hmm. I'm out there. Because when, when you're performing moves and guys, guys tend to forget this. You could die at any moment out there on any one move that like you are trusting the other person with your life. And it is. So would I prefer them not to be? Yeah. But I, I do know the people that do it, they tend to function better on it. It's not like a guy that like me who doesn't do it, who then just does a shit ton before I go out there. <laughs> Like, I, I wouldn't be able to fucking do my entrance without being paranoid. <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, my God, why are these? Why is everybody looking at me? Uh, but it's I think that WWE, because there's a lot of guys that are losing a lot of money up there. 
that 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 use it responsibly, that don't do it before their matches, by the way, mm-hmm. that use it as a way to wind down and relax at night. And and it's hard in, in, with the wellness program and not guys not being able to use performance-enhancing drugs for the most part. Alcohol consumed every night is going to wreak havoc on your body. Yeah. And, and, you know, so that's the way for them to kind of relax without messing up their body on that, on, on the way that alcohol when consumed in heavy doses will do. Um, and huh. I just think that they, they need to update that on that end. And that's, that's coming from a guy who doesn't smoke weed. No, it's pretty unique because if a guy, even if he doesn't smoke that day, will have it in his system and he will fail the test and, you know, that's $2,500 at the window. And it's, it's yeah. kind of something that's... I believe it's going to, I believe they're going to update it eventually. I think they should do it now. Yeah. To be quite honest. I, I really do. I, I think they, in the WWE, and I've said this and I've talked about different things, and I don't hate them, uh, but they need to catch up with the times on a lot of things. They're a mom and pop organization still on many different levels, and they're behind the times on different things. And uh, they do some great things, but they do a lot of bad things. And they need, the taking care of the talents and the performers should be their number one goal, regardless of where they use them on the card mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And, and I think a lot of guys would benefit from having that, that $2,500 fee dropped. Okay. I had other stuff here, but I mean, we've already done a, a close to a 70 minute episode. Uh, I was going to, you know, eventually maybe we could even do part, do part two of this. Cause I have things about like the whole part timer thing with, which I think we definitely need to talk about. And, uh, even things in there as far as the, the whole rehab programs that, that, that people have used and dare I say, I have an issue with it because I think people have abused it where they've literally been hemorrhaging all that money they've made from marijuana fines to put people through rehab four or five times. Eh, I, I, I don't know if I really think highly of that, but I don't know if you want to do a part two and maybe wrap it up here. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think doing a part two on this, uh, is there's, there's definitely a lot more, um, with the wellness policy that I would like to talk about. And, uh, you know, especially HGH, I think that's a big thing. Okay. Um, it's, it's not tested for and it's, but there are tests for it now. So okay. I think we need to, we need to talk about that. And, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, because there are definitely people up there doing that and in big names. Yeah. And, and you, uh, you haven't, you didn't really say anything about the loophole stuff. So let's save that for part two. Cause absolutely. And uh, so we'll wrap this up here. Appreciate you guys listening. Leave a, leave a big thank you to Eddie for edit, uh, editing this podcast. Um, but please uh, make sure you leave a, a review, preferably a five-star review. That'd be wonderful on iTunes or uh, whatever platform, audio boom, stitcher, uh, appreciate you listening to this. I'm Buck Never Stops across all platforms. And guys, feed me more nutrition available at allpumpyouup.com. Pre-orders are available now. Launching 1-6-2017. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, the motivational book by the big guy Ryback. Available on Amazon 1-6-2017. Thank you guys very much. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest Chili Cook-Off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.